that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence Well, good afternoon. It's Carol Stanley here with that special touch of God's excellence in you and me and all of us because you know what he loves you he created you and you know we're we're gonna have a wonderful talk today all about the specialness of you human beings are precious and special no question and so you know we're gonna start today by me doing my favorite devotional of all time and that is Jesus Calling by Sarah Young so I'm going to read two days worth because they're both short, but they both are just lovely, and I want to share them with you. So the first one I'm going to share is this. Remember, this is Jesus talking to you and me. Seek to live in my love, which covers a multitude of sins, both yours and others. Wear my love like a cloak of light, covering you from head to toe. Have no fear, for perfect love disseminates fear. Look at other people through lenses of love. See them from my perspective. This is how you walk in the light, and it pleases me. I want my body of believers to be radiant with the light of my presence. How I grieve when pockets of darkness increasingly dim the love light. Return to me, your first love. Gaze at me in the splendor of holiness, and my love will once again envelop you in light. That's taken from 1 Peter 4, 8, which says this. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. 1 John 4, 18 says this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And I'm going to tag on to that because God is love. And then Revelation 2, 4 says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. The Lord God is our first love. And he really needs to be because he is the author and creator of every one of us, (laughs) truly. So, and the other one I want to read to you is this. Rest in me, my child. Give your mind a break from planning and trying to anticipate what will happen. Pray continually, asking my spirit to take charge of the details of this day. Remember that you are on a journey with me. When you try to peer into the future and plan for every possibility, you ignore your constant companion who sustains you moment by moment. As you gaze anxiously into the distance, you don't even feel the strong grip of my hand holding yours. You foolish child. (laughs) Remembrance of me is a daily discipline. Never lose sight of my presence with you. This will keep you resting in me all day, every day. And 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. Psalm 62.5 says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. It is so wonderful to know that the Lord Jesus loves you and has your back in all situations. 
we as human beings can get so wound around ourselves and our schedules and our future and yada, 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 right? And what is powerfully important is to just stop, take a deep breath and rest in him. His word says to meditate on his word day and night, because in that you will find peace. You will find the presence of God. It's, you know, there's this thing called the future, which we haven't got yet. We have the past, but we also have the present, which is a gift to you. And that's where God resides in this present moment. My guests in studio and me, we're all here together to just rest in God's presence at, at this moment together. We have a lot to do today, and I just, I want to share one other thing with you because so much of today was around light, God's light. And so the armor of light says this, oh my child, I call you to surrender. No problem confronts you that I cannot resolve. Given the opportunity, I will spare you disappointment and regret. You have acted on impulse and curiosity rather than waiting for clear guidance. Confess and I will forgive. And I will extricate you from the situation that you have brought upon yourself. You ran ahead of me and fell into a snare. I will go with you myself and make the crooked places straight. And we will go on again together. This time you will wait for me leading and not take the initiative. Let this teach you the lesson that you are always in danger when you move out on your own. It's kind of like, you know, walking your dog and he, runs, he wants to run out ahead of you. And you have to get him back and make him heal. <laughs> Wear the armor of the spirit and you have my protection. Fear not what others can do to harm you. Fear only your own tendency to act independently. Every transaction is important to me, your God. So do not feel that I am ever a, a distinguished, <laughs> pardon me, a disinterested party. Even I can wrap my tongue around my tooth and get things wrong. But anyway, I love sharing these little snippets with you because if, if you're like I am, and I'm sure you are in many ways, it just puts a calm on my spirit. It calms me my mind it calms me it centers me on the truth which is Jesus Christ it's God alone that we that we have our being you know we our breath and our being and everything uh, and even science proves that spirit drives mind mind drives the brain and brain drives the body and they all interact I go into depth on that subject in my book uh, born to be awesome which you can get certainly on Amazon or barnesandnobles.com, and you can get it at Zulon Press. That's X-U-L-O-N.com. But anyway, um, I think I'm going to, uh, basically, I'm going to play a beautiful song for you right now that will actually lead us into what we're talking about today. And I just want you to enjoy. Listen to these words very carefully, okay? When will America cry out with one voice Defend the tiny ones who have no choice Their lives are in our hands Justice now demands we stand For the unborn child with one clear voice For the unborn child with one voice 
These precious little ones, daughters and sons, are alive as you and me. A child conceived, the person so small, is the greatest gift of all, God's sacred gift to us all. Why was this helpless, innocent, not spared? The knife that took her life, cause no one cared. Her mother was deceived, the lie was believed. But she carried not a child whose life she shared. She was the mother of a life God prepared. These precious little ones, daughters and sons, are alive as you and me. A child conceived, the person so small, is the greatest gift of all, God's sacred gift to us all. To end this life just when it's begun is a tragic choice that cannot be undone. Please listen to their cries. We must open our eyes and hearts. Save each helpless daughter and defenseless son. Love every daughter, love every son. Save each beautiful one. These precious little ones, daughters and sons, are alive as you and me. A child conceived, the person so small, is the greatest gift of all, God's sacred gift to us all. To end this life just when it's begun is a tragic choice that cannot be undone. Please listen to their cries. We must open our eyes. Save each helpless daughter and defenseless son. Love every daughter, love every son. Save each beautiful one. And that lovely song is called The Person So Small. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our special guests in studio. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in There is a place where seniors can go to meet with advisors on a one-to-one -one basis to educate and help them find viable solutions in their retirement years. That place is Savvy Senior Strategies. 
They provide tips, tools, and strategies to help your dollar go further and to help make preparations for the future. Everything from housing to medical issues and so much more. Proactive planning is essential to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Contact Savvy Senior Strategies today at SavvySeniorStrategies.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence. Well, we're back, and I'm so pleased to have Richard and Patricia Conant in my studio today. And the little song that we played prior to the uh, commercial break was The Person So Small, written by Richard M. Conant. So I just appreciate them so much. And I want to read that lyric again because it is so really very precious. So when the American cry, when the, ah, okay, I'm starting over. When will America cry out with one voice, defend the tiny ones who have no choice? Their lives are in our hands. Justice now demands we stand. For the unborn child with one clear voice. For the unborn child with one voice. These precious little ones, daughters and sons, are alive as you and me. A child conceived, the person so small, is the greatest gift of all. God's sacred gift to us all. Why was this helpless innocent not spared? The knife that took her life caused no one cared. Her mother was deceived, the lie was believed, that she carried not a child whose life she shared. She was the mother of a life God prepared. To end this life just when it's begun is a tragic choice that cannot be undone. Please listen to their cries. We must open our eyes and hearts. Save each helpless daughter and defenseless son. Love every daughter. Love every son. Save each beautiful one. I love this. Richard, welcome. And Patricia, welcome. Well, well, thank you very much, Carol. It's a pleasure to be here and share this song. And, um, you know, I think as, as Christians, this is a message we already know. I mean, we know that each child is a gift of God. Absolutely. And we, you know, God said, I formed you in your mother's womb. Yes. And so, yeah. but so the, when I wrote this song, really, this song is 
really mm-hmm. trying to reach out to those, you know, the girls and the women out there that are unsure. And, you know, it's very clear we're talking about choice. We know that choice is established legally, that a woman has the choice, as the pro-abortion people like to say, the pro-choice folks, to either to terminate the pregnancy or not. But, you know, you also have the choice to keep the baby. And so, and you also have the choice to abstain if you don't want a baby. Right, right. <laughs> that, that's, that's even... That's even adopt better. You, have, yeah. you have choices all around this right, issue. Right. Yes, absolutely. So the only party that doesn't have a choice in this equation... Is the baby. Is the baby itself. Yeah. And they're defenseless. And so, um, you know, there's that choice. But then the choice to abort is a tragic choice. And, and, and as the third verse says, it's, and it can't be undone. Like once... That choice has been made, and we know so many stories of girls and women that have made that choice, and their lives have been tragically, tragically affected. Absolutely. And we also know so many testimonies of, of you know, girls and, that have been in difficult situations, single mothers perhaps, they've made the choice to keep their babies. Mm-hmm. In some cases, they were pressured to have abortions, and they turned around, and they are so, had their, this is my child. It's my baby. I'm so I wouldn't trade this for anything, even though it seemed difficult at the time. And and I think that that's really the key message to reach out to mothers like keep your baby. It's right. the best choice you can make, no matter how hard it seems. Right. You know, all the pressures you're getting uh, that that is truly the best because, choice. Because, you know, there was a time even uh, several years back, actually about 20 years now, but where I know person, personally, firsthand, that even the Christian adoption people were trying to downplay keeping the baby and mm-hmm. upplay the adoption thing. In other words, they were painting this picture of how awful it will be to keep the baby, but how wonderful it will be to give it away, right? I mean, thank God, at least it wasn't aborting. Right, but, right. But... Um, that even is a disservice to these young women. Yeah, it can be. Now, now certainly adoption mm-hmm. is certainly an option. I mean, that, you know, that it is that better that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there are than abortion. Yes. You know, plenty of people that want to adopt babies. So absolutely. That, that certainly. Is, yes. Is, yeah. Well, and the thing is, uh, so I want you to talk to me, Richard, a little bit about what you see about the tra- the traditional family and those values being so torn apart you know we've got um it, you know family values in all religious traditions uh are being really what broken down the the family the traditional family is being broken down and it's largely due to the sexual revolution would you not agree with that yeah certainly to to a great degree it's a it's a cultural and it's it has to be also, you know, a, re- a rejection of the truth that God taught us and, and a secularization and, a, a, and the rampant proliferation of humanism, which is that there, are, there is no right or wrong. Everything is just relative, right, relative, good and evil. Uh, to however you define it, and it's interesting in Roe versus Wade, which we'll talk about. Oh, we we're going to get into that yeah, later. We're going to get into that, but <laughs> that the whole idea of shifting yes. rights and wrongs is so clearly comes out in that, and we'll talk about that later. But oh, the, I'm excited to do as that. As traditional family values are eroded, the health of our society goes down. His, history shows that, and, and yeah. it's a degradation of our society, and it it will lead to the ruination of our society if it continues. Traditional family values, respect for life and marriage. The sanctity of the marriage relationship that 
is the recipe for a healthy society. There's just no argument against That's that. That's true, absolutely. And it's been proven out in all kinds right. of... So, Patricia, welcome. And I want you to give me just a little overview. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of guests that have been talking about sex education in the schools. But I want you to give me a brief, just a brief review of some of the information that you know. Okay, I will do it. Um, I wanted to say briefly, too, with the adoption... It, issue that was really true that people were so encouraged to adopt the babies out and still that is a wonderful option people would feel much less guilty about that later <laughs> if sure, they did that if sure. they didn't decide they didn't but you know even baby, that but, but you know even that patricia has a a profound effect on the mother it that's does, given I'm that sure. baby away just like abortion has huge effects and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later but right. the point here is that even adoption has huge ramifications for the mother that has been encouraged, like over-the-top encouraged, to give that baby away when maybe down deep she really wanted and, to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that, and I just wanted to add a story to that. My, sure. My, my sister wasn't able to have children, and, and they adopted, but it, it turned out that the, the gal had been almost forced by her husband at that time's um, um, professional people that, that were doctors pretty much forced this young gal to give up her baby because Ooh. they knew that they wanted a baby. So, Yeah, the coercion does the happen. The coercion, yeah. Yes, that yes. was many years mm-hmm. ago at this point. But but the mother reluct- reluctantly gave up her baby, and she could not, in those days, search for her. Maybe it's still the, the case, but they could, could not. Um, she could not f- look legally for that baby until mm-hmm. the baby was of age. Right. Once it became of age, then she, they can. she mm-hmm. did, and she found her. And they look identical. She wanted her baby so much. It was the oh, only baby wow. she was ever able to have. Oh, my word. And she wanted her all those 18, 20 years, whatever it was, until she found her. So there's this so ongoing heartache. It's oh. all. It was just, it just yeah. breaks your heart. Yeah. Now she has two families. They've worked that out. And they're oh, all good. happy and friends and working together, which is wonderful. That is good. And, and she has money that she had from the first family and all kinds of things because her mother ended up marrying a rich person. So anyway, it, it, yeah. she was broke and she was single. And then she ended up marrying a rich man, and she could have easily provided for that baby. So you just don't ever know what God no, has, in, has in mind for you. Have you. To tr- it goes back to what we started with today. you got to trust God. <laughs> you He's do. got your back. Yes. And okay. if he gave you a baby, it yeah. might be for a reason. I mean, you That's know, right. I, don't All think those things I don't think there are any mistakes. Okay. okay. So briefly, um, I am concerned about the, the sexualizing of our kids and having yes. sex be everywhere, in movies, television, online, here and there, everywhere. It's just the the sound of the music is sexual. Everything is sexual. <laughs> and so that brings up that I, that whole sex thing. And I've noticed in the sex ed programs in the schools, it does seem like they're teaching the kids way too much, way too soon. And it sexualizes them. It teaches them things they would maybe never know. I mean, literally. I didn't know many of these things until now. I, right, I know, right. You know, we weren't, you don't need to know every single possible sexual activity there is to be done in the entire universe. You do not Good know, grief, you know no. that. No, you don't need it in fifth grade. You don't need it no. in sixth grade. You don't need it anytime. No, you sure <laughs> don't. Um, okay, so what I know that some of the instruction is extremely graphic and it describes, like you were saying, all types of sex acts and tells our children how to do them safely, which basically gives them permission, right, to do them, even though abstinence is the preferred and is is actually the best, and it is presented. But you and I know when you have been shown certain things, you cannot unsee them. 
Exactly. They carry they carry with you the rest of your life. And not like you say, it's not okay for a fifth grader to see all this crap. I'm sorry, it just is at this point in or time. Or a sixth grader or a seven, no, eight, nine, ten no. <laughs> or any of us, perhaps. No. Any yeah. of us. Yeah. I think it's is is really tragic. And I'm and while they're giving all these options for sex, they're also giving all these options for birth control. And they're giving the options of abortion. Mm-hmm. And there's no instruction about post-abortion trauma or anything that happens with abortion. Um, they're given handouts with lists of Planned Parenthood on there. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, as we know, promotes abortion. That's its primary objective, even though it may not say that it is. It, it, that's what its business is, as I can point out later with ref, you know some really good resources that teach a, really well about that. Carol Everett is one of them. She exposes the abortion industry really, really well. She was. Oh, abortion. I know. She was an abortion nurse, wasn't she? Well, she was the director of an abortion clinic. Got it, got it, As got was it. Abby yes. Johnson in yes. Texas. And they um, came to know, that realized that, that w- they were killing babies, and they didn't decide they didn't want to kill babies anymore. Good choice. And so Carol Everett has done a movie called Blood Money that talks about the money-making um, goals. Of it, yes. Goals of Planned Parenthood and how they lied, they deceived, they gave kids, abor- kids, yeah, young women abortions that didn't weren't even pregnant because they wanted the money, and oh my they God. and they planned their sex ed curriculums, which were in California and maybe other places, and probably still are, um, to teach even kindergartners and preschool kids to be sexual and to do sexual things on the playground and be curious about sex and and just like the gender bread thing that has mm-hmm. the the. Right, you know things in the crotch, and I mean, focusing little children on well, the sex thing. The thing I ridiculous. really object to is the inaccurate information that's being given, uh, and nobody talks about side effects of any of it, right, uh, or the downsides of any of it, and that's and not the failability. You know, the complete risks. The, nobody's talking about that in in a way that is profoundly needed. It is mm-hmm. teaching them all these things without. Yeah, without <laughs> the warnings, um, and I am concerned about giving them handouts with with only Planned Parenthood on it. They do right. include like one care net or one thing like that in the ones that I've seen, um, but there are extensive abortion clinics that are given as handouts for part of the sex ed program. I mean, it is if it's not sexualizing kids, what on earth could it be doing? Teaching them all these things. Yeah. Um, I don't. It, I, I add too. Are they? Are they? When they talk about risks, yeah. are they really? Disclosing the risks of abortion because that's the hidden side that the pro-choice oh movement God, and Planned yes. Parenthood like, likes to conceal. The terrible risks that can occur. Um, there is an, an organization that gets no media play called Silent No More. If you Google this, and, and it's, a, it's an organization of, of mothers and fathers, parents, clergy, and various other people that have had, had abortions or participated in abortions, and they, they have conventions and wow. there's, it's silent no more. We're speaking out about how terrible it really is. And you look at the pain in these people's eyes. Oh, I know. We're going to take yeah. a really quick break, Richard. And we're going to come right back and, and really investigate this more. So grab your cup of tea and come right back with us. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. 
There is a place where seniors can go to meet with advisors on a one-to-one basis to educate and help them find viable solutions in their retirement years. That place is Savvy Senior Strategies. They provide tips, tools, and strategies to help your dollar go further and to help make preparations for the future. Everything from housing to medical issues and so much more. Proactive planning is essential to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Contact Savvy Senior Strategies today at SavvySeniorStrategies.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready in those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. That special touch of God's excellence in you. special touch of God's excellence in you, that special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, we're back, and I am so happy to have Richard and Patricia Conant in my studio today. Uh, Here we are on KLAY 1180 on your AM dial, klay1180.com, all over the world. And so I am so pleased. We were talking about the awful, if you will, side effects and and how, you know, the, the negativity of abortion. So Richard and Patricia, I want you to speak to the fact that girls are sent for abortions from our schools without parents knowing, and at age 13, the parents are cut out of that loop. Oh, my God. That just makes my blood boil. So, uh, anyway, Seattle and King So, speak to this issue. Seattle and King County Health Sites state that, right? Yeah, I, that, was, I was shocked when I was um, working in schools, and I met someone else that worked in the school that was a substitute nurse um, for a school, and she said that she was asked or told or, you know, expected um, – to send a girl for an abortion during the school day. And she couldn't believe that she was asked to do this. So this is done, and it's and there are articles from Seattle that have been publicized quite a lot that that, that has occurred, probably way more than we know. Since a few cases have come to our view, probably a lot of cases have not as these things go. So this is incredible. The parent this is done without the parents' permission. And the FLASH sex ed program, which was created by Seattle and King County health departments, health departments, quote unquote, anyway, um, (laughs) flabbergasted me because they include so many of these things. 
and they offer services to kids at any age without their parents' consent, is my understanding. You can go on their website and see their policies, which I have printed out. Wow. And they will treat kids for anything. Um, uh, Of course, other places, such as Planned Parenthood, I think are not supposed to do that, but they do do that. And they allow the girls to lie about their ages, or they just fudge it, or they tell them to lie, as we've seen in the... And, and so that they well, and I want and I that. want our listening audience to understand this is strictly opinion right here that we're talking about. But we do have facts to back up any of the things we're making as statements. But it is basically our opinion. So under free speech, we have a right to have our opinion. Um, Richard, would you talk to me a little bit about everything? Is um, the, so the laws for underage sex listed on the King County. Uh, Seattle and King County health sites, right? State, uh, I see, violate the state age of consent laws, leaving many children at risk legally as well. Can you speak to that <laughs> yeah, a little it, bit? It, it's fairly vague. That in the Revised Code of Washington, it states that uh, it's a it's a misdemeanor offense for someone over the age of eighteen to have sex with someone who's under sixteen. Right. So that's kind of establishes kind of a broad sort of age of consent, but but it becomes fuzzy after that. Um, there are certain instances where, where th- those lines are blurred. And well, yeah, because how does a 13-year-old yeah, yeah. right, get pregnant right, right. for crying so out it's, loud? It's, and I'm not a legal expert on that, but, it, but it, wow. it's very blurry. And uh, uh, you know, that's where the problems come in. Absolutely. Those, those who have studied it have said that it, they feel it violates the state laws. And I know a gal from Spokane who has worked at this extensively through teen aid in Spokane, and she says she used to work in the criminal system, and there were many young boys in there for having sex with six, with girls that are under 16. And this is on their record permanently. She said this is never removed. They are felons and they're criminals from that wow. time on. And yet said. we're teaching them and we're encouraging we're them, encouraging them to, have to sex. do this. Right. Holy cow. Right. We're encouraging them to do it. And this will follow them forever. <laughs> this is going to follow them forever. Wow. Richard, I want you to go right on into the truth about abortion, Roe versus Wade. Well, well it's interesting, too, because, um, you know, Roe versus Wade, as we know, um, created the, the, the right to have an abortion under certain, you know, defined criteria. However, in, in inherent within Roe versus Wade, it, when abortion is is to be performed, it must be performed as a medical decision between the patient and the and the patient's physician. So when you stop and think about that girl that was sent on the spur of the moment from her school at the you know at the age of 14 by a school nurse over to an abortion clinic, where did the medical opinion of the person's physician come into play? So in that circumstances, they're not even abiding by the, by the by Roe versus Wade. The 14th so amendment. By the 14th yeah. amendment. Now, mm-hmm. so Roe versus Wade is 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 interesting. We could, could, t- could talk at great length about that. But, you know, the big picture is that Roe versus Wade embodies, as you really read the opinion that I've been studying this, written by Justice Harry Blackman in 1973, it, it, it embodies, it's, it's written for a culture in which there is no right or wrong because, uh, y- you know, it's all relative. Um, the, the crux of it, though, is the question of personhood. Mm-hmm. And that's why the title of this song is The Person So Small. That yeah. is, is the unborn child a person? Now, it's interesting. In the, uh, uh, Science says yes. Well, and, you know, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. W- <laughs> one of the, th- the, technology, the technology that has turned people's, many people's 
uh, view on abortion and turned around many pregnant women and abortion providers has been ultrasound because you see on ultrasound that that little baby forming in the womb. I remember a story of a uh, uh, an abortion doctor. He told this on uh, that he was performing an abortion. He was an op- obstetrician gynecologist, and he'd done abortions forever. He thought, mm. well, this is just a medical procedure. He, one day he was doing one, and he's pulling out the cut parts, severed limbs, and he goes, my God, this is somebody's kid. Mm-hmm. He said he put yes. down the tools, he finished the abortion, he walked out of the, out of the uh, operating room, went into his office and told his colleagues, I'm not doing any more abortions. That was, and he turned, you know, it was an epiphany. Yeah. So the question of personhood, is the unborn child a person? And the, this is the crux of Ver- Roe versus Wade. Now, the 14th Amendment, it all centers around the 14th Amendment, says that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, and property without due process of law. And so, now, the key is the 14th Amendment was passed in 1868. And so, you have to look at uh, when you look at constitutional issues, what was the intent at the time, mm-hmm. the original intent? And, you know, Supreme Court justices who adhere to the original intent of the Constitution are known as originalists. You know, Antonin Scalia was that. Right. It's not what we think it is now, but what did they mean? Yeah. And so if what was the intent at the time and what was the viewpoint at that time of unborn life? Now, the, the Supreme Court in 73... They go through what is a lot of f- kind of flimsy logic and sort of twisted reasoning to arrive at the idea that, 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 a, that the unborn baby is not a person. But at that time, um, you look at legal and scientific consensus. And they, it's at one point in the, in the opinion, they say there is no legal or scientific consensus as to when life begins. And therefore, we will not, it's not up to us as the judiciary to... Um, you know, to, to decide, to decide mm-hmm. that, and yet they do because they they say that the, they actually said in the decision that the unborn child is not a person protected by the Fourteenth Amendment. But at that time, wow. in 1857, let's look at medical opinion and science. I'm going to read. This is really interesting. They actually quoted verbatim the text of the American Medical Association's position on abortion in 1857. And when you listen to this, if this were read at a pro-life convention, it would get a standing ovation. I guarantee you. They said that uh, the child, the, the fetus in utero has inherent civil rights. Abortion, I'm quoting this, abortion yeah. is an unwarrantable destruction of human life. And they acknowledge the independent and existence of the child before birth. This is right in there. It was actually you know, deploring abortion. And they said, we had to deal with human life. This is the American Medical Association Mm -hmm. talking about abortion. Yes. An honest judge on the bench would call things by their proper names. We could do no less. And so they were clearly, so so at at that time, clearly the medical opinion was the unborn child is clearly a person. And, you know, we talk about faulty syllogism. Here's a, here's a basic syllogism. Okay, the fetus. We use the term fetus as it's kind of make a little bit cold, a little bit, right. you know. But this is basic biology. Right. A fetus is an unborn baby, okay, number one. Number two, a baby is a human being. Right. Therefore, here's your syllogism. 
a fetus is a human being. I mean, this is basic biology. If the fetus well, is not a human being, what is it? Is, that's it, a, right. is it a tadpole? Or and is the it other a thing dog? is, yeah. before the mother even knows she's pregnant, the baby looks like a full it right. looks like a baby. Right. It's not It's not just a group of cells. It looks, I mean, it has already developed. It is, it has, it, it, it's a baby. And if you see, and again, ultrasound proves this out, but oh my God, you know, uh, certainly autopsies at all different stages proves that out as well. So it's, it is a scientific fact. Yes. I think Patricia. that the story behind that is really helpful to reinforce what you've just said, Richard. Um, Bernard Nathanson yes. was the director of the largest abortion clinic in the world wow. <laughs> in New York City. And he, a medical doctor, um, decided that it was really profitable to have abortions. So, of course, he had the largest center. Later, he uh, realized what he was doing by s when the ultrasounds came out. He saw a baby being aborted, and he stopped cold turkey, as you mentioned earlier, because about other people, too, Richard. But he, So he realized that he was converted, and he worked very hard to stop abortions. But he started the movement, and this is what I want everybody to know. He and Betty Friedan, who was the, the guy, real main women's liber, mm -hmm. and another man plotted in his office. They met in Bernard's, Nathanson's office, and they decided how they would sell abortion to the country. Wow. They made up lies. They made all the things that the, the pro-choice movement uses today are made up lies by Bernard Nathanson, Betty Friedan, and the other man that was working with them. They made up statistics. They said that, you know, what was it? A million women die in back alleys when only, you know, a much smaller number did. I don't think it was even 100,000. Maybe 100,000 was 1,000. I should have those for you. But the statistics are, or I have his story actually here. I just won't take time to look it up. But you can Google Bernard Nathanson and oh, find good. out. Bernard Nathanson, N-A-T-H-A-S-O-N, and find his story. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I'll get that out here. And they made up a whole bunch of other lies as well. And they decided to sell these lies to the nation. And they did that by giving them to the Washington Post. He knew as a medical doctor that life starts at, at, at conception. He absolutely knew that. And later he said, I absolutely knew that. Of course life starts at conception. But that was one of the main lies they came up with, that it's not really mm -hmm. life at conception. It doesn't really start. Go, I'm sorry. It, well, that was you. Okay. Good. I so, I had sorry. Yeah. Um, and that, that was actually... They did that, and because he was a medical doctor, they believed him, and they told that to the Washington Post, and with these other lies that all these women were dying of abortions who were not dying of abortions, that it was cool. They made fun of the Catholics, they said, um, because they were, were pro-life, and they made it sound uncool. They made, just did a whole list of lies that are yeah. very fascinating to study. Um, successfully, and Washington Post spread it throughout the entire country, so yeah. it only took them five years to change public opinion. They made up statistics wow. like 60% of the people think that abortions are fine. And so he said, nobody wants to be left in the in the 40%, right. you know, so so people just said, yeah, well, they must be fine because they said so on the, in the wow. newspaper. And wow. people went along with it. It took five years to, to get Roe versus Wade. And they were, he, those two are the ones that basically did it. Yeah. And there's a movie coming out about it as well. Oh, good, 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 good. Roe versus Wade. Um, so please watch that movie. It's the real true story of Roe versus Wade, Wade, and how Betty Friedan and Bernard Nathanson used this gal um, to 
do this job of legalizing abortion wow. and all of the treachery and all the deception and all the ramifications there. <sighs> and back, wow. to, back to the Roe versus Wade. Yes. You know, it, it, just to review, the, the, this was a, a, a civil, uh, it was a, um, a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit brought by, in the name of, of um, Roe, Mary Roe, who mm-hmm. was the individual. Apparently she was coerced into doing this. That's another story. But in any case, it was a class action lawsuit against the uh, Wade County or uh, uh, state of Texas, the, uh, or Wade, who was the district attorney of the Dallas County in Texas. And, uh, but it was challenging the Texas law. She claimed that the claim of the, of the suit was that the Texas law, which restricted abortion uh, all the way to a full term, except in cases to save the life of the mother. They, the, they claimed that this was violating her constitutional rights under the 14th Amendment. And, wow. also, and other that was that was the claim of the suit, and um, uh, the way, and the the counterclaim of the of the district attorney was that a fetus is a person within the language and meaning of the Fourteenth Amendment. Mm-hmm. But now that Texas law went went back to 1854. So again, wow. within the context of when the Fourteenth Amendment was passed, yes, we talked about the medical prevailing opinion from the AMA. Yes, yes. the prevailing legal opinion was Im- Im- typified by the Texas law in other states that basically restricted abortion except in cases to save the life of the mother. Wow. So, the, again, so the Supreme Court's presumption uh, of, of the unborn child not having the rights of personhood is faulty. It's, it's very faulty, yes. Very faulty logic, and if you lead, read the decision, uh, uh, <laughs> You know, the, it's illogical. At one point, would you do me a favor? Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break, sure. and then would you read that at the end? Yeah, when yeah. We come, we'll be right back. God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those noes to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253 951 3879. Catherine listens and guides you in developing a personal and financial plan that reflects your values and goals. And she is easy to talk with. Contact Catherine Evans at kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Again, that's kevans at strategicsoundsolutions.com or call her at 253-861-2959. Two nine five nine. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to that special touch of excellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. 
that special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's Well, we're back, and oh my goodness, we've had a fascinating discussion with Richard and Patricia Conant. Conant, sorry, like Conant O'Brien, right? Except it's Richard and Patricia Conant. Okay. <laughs> so the I, I want you to just give me a really snippet as to the end result of Roe, and, Roe versus Wade and how faulty that end decision was. Right. Well, it, it divided uh, the, the rules for abortion into trimesters. Right. Which, uh, how how they pulled that out of the Constitution is debatable. Um, but essentially, uh, again, they concluded that the, the unborn child is not a person, that the, the regulations for abortion as to, to when it's permissible or not are basically designed to save the health, for the health of the mother. Sure. It really discount, entirely discounts whether the, the child is a, a person except in the area of viability, and they said, well, the, if there's viability, which they define as ability to live outside the womb, then that would enter into it. But it, that makes no sense anyway, because no, a, a, bo- a born baby is dependent upon the mother. But, but here's, mm. here's, in the language, yes, and we'll try absolutely. to wrap this up quick, because I know we don't have a lot of time. I'm going to quote right out of the decision. <clears> if <throat> they suggest, This is the Supreme Court. If the suggestion of personhood is established, the appellant's case, of course, the appellant was Roe, Mm-hmm. If the suggestion of personhood is established, the appellant's case, of course, collapses. For wow. the fetus right to life would be specifically guaranteed by the 14th Amendment. But then here's their false logic. The 14th Amendment does not explicitly define the term person, and that's true. Uh, I mean, it would mm-hmm. be great if they had specifically put in mm-hmm. there that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's true. Okay, number one. Number two, there is no consensus at that time, uh, in 1973, in the scientific community as to when life begins. Therefore, the unborn child is not a person protected by the 14th Amendment. Wow. So they got to that final conclusion based on very flimsy, flimsy, and, flimsy. And, flimsy, and, and, and yet flimsy. we see in, the th- in, in 1868, the AMA agreed. Absolutely. That life begins at conception. Right on. So, so there was all kinds of data that would prove that the child is is a person. Absolutely. So this is a terrible decision. So to oh, absolutely. It it's really based on false false reasoning, false and, logic, and, and false science. Thank you for thank you for sharing that because that's a that's fascinating background. And so Patricia, I want you to go into a little bit the post-abortion trauma that these women go through. Yeah, I just want to add to that yes. too that they that that is what Bernard Nathanson did was to educate people that it wasn't a baby, even though he knew that it was. Oh so man. So this whole thing is big a, lie. Is, this whole, but but I, the more I read about it, and I've read about him for years, I see that he actually really did it. It was they, the ones that influenced the people that made this rule, made them believe that it was not a baby. Wow. And I just want to add that when I've been working in the pro-life movement, a gal stopped when I was standing across the street holding a sign at an abortion clinic in Spokane years ago. And she just wanted to thank me for standing there. She said she'd seen her two twins after they were aborted. Oh, my God. And her heart was broken. And she said she didn't know those were babies. <gasps> and I think that even today, people don't fully realize that it's babies. They call it oh. tissue. They call it embryos. They call it fetuses. They don't understand this is part of their heart and soul. This you bet. child is a part mm. of them. <laughs> and she was mm. heartbroken. So I think that is one of the biggest lies that we need to overturn, the idea that it is a person. This is a person. And they have the same rights as any other person in this world. 
And that's somebody's why, son and daughter. This yeah, is a somebody, son or a daughter. Yes, and yes which is why your song is so yeah, important. Exactly. Yeah. Right, which is what your song says. So that's why post-abortion trauma is such an important thing to understand, too. I mean, that's why it, we would have the post-abortion trauma. It's because you've killed a person. You've right. actually killed your own baby. And when that doesn't always set in right away, people think they're free and they're okay because the world tells them they are. But post-abortion trauma affects people subconsciously and unconsciously. You bet. They have allergies. They have anxiety. They have fear. They have insecurity, depression. depression yes. There are lists and lists of things. So and it this can is, also not... Oh, go ahead. Not, I'm sorry. Can, I'm sorry. cannot hit you until 20 years later. I wow. mean, all of a sudden, you can have major, major and mental and emotional problems. Inability to have more children. Yes. It, all, that, the list goes on. The list goes on and, and on. on. There's a wonderful book called Thank Post-Abortion you. I was Trauma. Post-Abortion Trauma by Jeanette Vogt, V-O-U-G-H-T, Nine Steps to Recovery, which is a wonderful book. It takes you through the, all the steps very wow. lovingly of forgiving yourself and forgiving. Because that, again, we've talked all about the ills of this whole thing. But just in the last couple of minutes, I want to talk about, again, this book because it's the nine steps to healing. So if you've, if you've been through an abortion out there or if you're considering one, you need to stop and give yourself a loving pat, if you will, and go go find post-abortion trauma by Jeanette. It's Vought or Vote. It's V-O-U-G-H-T. Nine steps to recovery. It's a wonderful resource for you to help you. And the other thing is that I really want to bring up is how wonderful, and I know Patricia, you and Richard are all over this, is helping, wouldn't it be great if we had a new culture for our children to help them understand the power and the importance of just to be kids, first of all, just to be innocent children and, you know, and not have, not and agree to not having sex until marriage. You know, I've been married 54 years, and it is, I am so thankful that Mike and I entered into that without, you know, having gone through all the other stuff. In other words, we were both virgins, and that was really important um, to us at the time, and it still is. You know, and all kinds of stats prove that if you enter a marriage having, you know, given yourself away many times, it really cuts down your ability to bond, and it cuts down your ability to really have a healthy marriage. And the thing is, people think sex is just sex, but no, no, it's so much more than that. It's very deep. And so anyway, um, anything you would like to share about that, Patricia? Star Parker's work, for instance? Well, she's on the whole political realm. Yeah. But what you said about is so much more to marriage, I actually want to do a book on that subject and show mm. how when you join and in a sexual act and, and, and it's sealed in marriage, the, the, the marriage ritual actually seals you. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it really actually, does. there's a protection, there's a light, there's a blessing under God, and it protects you in your life and your energy. Um, well, and so- you've written a bunch of really good uh, coloring books around God's word, around how special you are as a person, around all kinds of things, really. They're, they're lovely books. And the grand design also by James Volbracht. Volbracht, mm-hmm. And yes. That's a lovely book as well. Uh, but you know it's what? It's very I, beautiful. Yes. What I want to do is okay, Rich. You have a last yeah, I, word. I, 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 one thing I think is important to say. You're talking about speaking out to 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 girls and women that have had abortions and post-abortion trauma. Yes. Is that God forgives? Absolutely. There, there, there is there is forgiveness through Jesus Christ and God. Mm-hmm. You are forgiven. You can be forgiven. 
if, if a woman is struggling with that and the trauma and the, and Absolutely. The, and the, you know, the regret, don't yes. ever forget that, that you are forgiven. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's a fresh why start. we need, that's yeah. why we need a savior because we're all screwed up. Yeah. So it's <laughs> important, all... important to make sure we yes. can say and that. Yes, and thank you. I agree. Yeah. Totally. And one in four women are having abortions. That's mm. affecting all of us. You bet it and is. And our future business partners aren't there. Our future marriage partners aren't right. there. Our future yeah. best friends aren't there. We're and we need a lot of forgiveness, well, but we just stop what doing I want to do, <laughs> just as we kind of wrap this up, is to give, uh, if you want to know more about uh, Patricia's books, her, her beautiful coloring books, and you can get other information from her. She's a, a resource. Is PatriciaJeanBooks.com. So Patricia, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, Jean, J-E-A-N, Books.com. Uh, or... And again, you can email either uh, Richard or Patricia through this email. It's rmconant, R-M-C-O-N-A-N-T, at comcast.net. And we are going to say goodbye for today. But until if anyone, if anyone wants to sing this song, just one last thing. Yes. We're not professional singers. I'm not John Denver. If anybody's out there in the community that has a lovely voice and would love to sing this song, I would love this song to be sung and get out and reach out to people. Awesome. Email All me. right. Email me we'll we will see you next Sunday. God bless you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.